Are you tired? Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Are you numb? Not feeling a thing? You might be suffering from burnout. Hi, this is Pastor Rick Knight with WRNR, and we are having another beautiful Sunday morning with Coffee with Pastor. I have my special guest back who I desire for him to be a regular on my show. It's always great to have Daniel Curtis, the youth pastor and creative arts pastor at Living Waters Family Worship Center, a wonderful church that has just a wonderful senior pastor and a wonderful ministry there at Living Waters at 263 State Circle, Martinsburg, West Virginia. If you do not have a home church, come be with us. We have a lot of fun. We worship God. It's awesome. It's powerful. Come out and be a part. Today we want to talk about the subject of burnout. It's a subject that a lot of people don't like to experience, but a lot of people have. People that have ever gone through burnout feel that in their life, they have come to a place where they just done too much. There's a lot of Christians that have faced burnout because of the overextension of themselves in their local church to where they feel like they have given their all. They burnt the candle at both ends and even in the middle. And you really can't burn candles that way anyway, but it that's the way they feel. They just feel like they have given them all. Their life is a pile of ashes. They just feel like they can't give anymore. But let me encourage you, you can be like the phoenix that rises out of the ashes. God's spirit can touch you and you can rise and be made whole again because Jesus Christ is still Lord. Amen. That'll preach, I tell you. But Dan, we're so glad to have you with us this morning. I'm glad to be here, Pastor. It's always a pleasure to be with you and to be a part of the Living Waters family. Dan, have you ever experienced burnout in your life? (laughs) Of course. As you know, I have four children. Number five is on the way now, and we just found out we're going to have a girl. Shout out to Cora Love Curtis. She'll be with us in September. But yes, I've experienced burnout. Well, wait, let me interject something here. It can't be Cora Love Curtis. Because your little son has already prophesied that Brittany was pregnant before she was pregnant. He has. And that it was going to be a girl, which it is. He's right. And her name is to be Arrow. Um, I don't think he gets to do that. Well, the prophet called it, so <laughs> I'll, let you all, I'll, I'll let you all deal with that. But anyway, go ahead what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, of course, I've, I've dealt with burnout. As you know, I I volunteer here at Living Waters, and I love being a part of everything the church does, but I also have four kids, so I have to feed my family. So that includes working 40 hours, taking care of the necessary things at home, and then spending my volunteer time here. And sometimes, over the course of the year, you you get busy, you get tired, and you start to get into burnout. Because if, if you're someone like me, I love to lead. I love to do things right. And sometimes that leads me into overworking and just wearing myself out. Well, I've presently been reading over a period of months a great book by Wayne Cordero entitled Leading from Empty. And and it talks about his experience of burnout and what happened to him. He actually came down and had an emotional crash. He pastors a a church of 5,000 in Hawaii, you know, anybody that pastors in Hawaii, you don't think that they would have a a trouble in the world, but this man did. And he was talking about ministering out at a conference in California. And he was out on a jog one evening before 
he was to speak that evening and he said, I found myself on the corner street, not really knowing where I was, but I was sitting on the curb, bawling like a baby. And he says, I was wondering what is wrong with me and, and what had happened. He was experiencing burnout. He was experiencing that emotional flush of the proper chemicals in the brain that cause you just to crash. And, and some people just do not recover from it. That's why it's very important that we find a place in our relationship with Jesus Christ. We find a place of rest. You have to get away by yourself. You look in the scriptures, there's time and time again throughout the gospel where Jesus got away by himself. Why did he do that? Oh, Jesus would never suffer burnout. Jesus was a man, the Bible says, just like we are. He was flesh and blood just like we are. Jesus got away to be alone with his heavenly father and we too have to get alone with our heavenly father. We have to be spiritually filled. We never want to run our tank on empty and just think that we're doing God a favor because we're not. We actually can harm the kingdom of God by allowing burnout to be a part of our life. Oh, we see that time and time again. Ministers get tired and get burned out, and that leads to the, their whole ministry crashing, their lifetime of work taken away because they just did not ha- know how to say no. That's one of the most important things that uh, a minister can learn is when to say no. That reminds me of a, a class I took at Bible college where we had a spiritual ethics class. And one of the things that our teacher, Pastor Moore, had taught us, he says, in ministry, one of the biggest words you're going to have to learn is the word no. He says, if you feel that you are a yes pastor to everything in, in your pastorate, if you say yes to everything that your congregation demands of you, he says, it won't be long to where you're not pastor there any longer because you will not be able to handle the stress of it. So he says, I want you to repeat after me uh, the word no. And we said no. And, and he said, say it again. And we said no. And he said, say it with a lot of energy. And we said no. He says, okay, make sure your homework assignments are turned in by next Monday. And everybody yelled no. <laughs> and uh, of course that ended with laughter. But you're absolutely right. And that, that's just not pastors. It's, I've seen very fervent congregants that have poured their life into a church. And many of them I have seen become disillusioned. I've seen them become bitter. I've seen them run out of energy. The life that was once in their eyes is gone. They look exhausted all the time. And it's because of the cares of this life. The Bible will talk to us about, you know, they can't even receive the word because the cares of this life have already squelched out, you know, the seed. So they can't get refreshment from the word because it's just not planting deep enough. Because of all that, because of the uh, having the cares of this life and everything, they, they lose out on living life more abundantly. I think one of the greatest tools that the devil has for any believer on the face of the earth is the tool of busyness. Oh, busyness can get you in trouble real quick. Busyness is one of those things that that just creeps up on you. You know, one day you, you're just slowly adding to your schedule and adding to your schedule and adding to your schedule. And before you know it, you are held hostage by a schedule. Every day is a prison and you don't have that time to break out and break free. I like to schedule parts of my day where you can't get a hold of me. And, and you know these times very well <laughs> because you cannot, literally, you cannot get a hold of me. You can't call my cell phone. Um, you can't reach me in any other way. There's those times of the day that are for me, and I would encourage any believer to take a time of day and just go ahead and shut that cell phone off. No one needs to get a hold of you 
that bad. Absolutely. We, I believe technology, I'm not saying technologies of the devil. I would never say that. But technology has been used of the devil to keep us busier than ever. Oh, yes, Pastor. Be- because while a text is coming in, we were checking our email, we're on the phone, we're, you know, and it just busy, busy, busy. And, and God never conditioned us to be that way. And where did God go yeah. when you were checking your text and we were checking your email? I, I think it's important for, for Christians to make sure we we have that rest in our life. We have that. I, I would I would start, you can start with a half an hour of your time. And if a half an hour is too much, if, if you feel anxiety, if you, it's funny, if anyone forgets their phone and goes out to their car to take off, there's that feeling of anxiety. Oh no, I forgot my phone. Some people feel that anxiety when they get out to the car without the phone. If you're feeling that, that might mean you're a little bit too attached to that thing. What I like to do is I shut it off. I spend a little bit of time with the Lord. What I like to do is do maybe 10 minutes. If I have 15 minutes alone with the Lord, 10 minutes of praising and thanking the Lord, followed by five minutes of prayer. Because the praise will get my mind right, and the prayer will get everything else right. I forget what the statistics are concerning social media but I think it's up around between 80 to 90% of all people that are a part of social media. That is the very first thing they do when they wake up. They turn their phone on or they, they hit the, the button that turns the screen on and they check to see how many messages they have on Facebook or how many tweets they got or whatever it may be. But that's the first thing they do in the morning. Uh, motivational speakers are actually saying now that is probably the worst thing you could do in the morning because it's already geared your mind to be busy. There's no such thing as focus. There's no such thing as meditation. There's no such thing as arranging your day before you get started. It's always, well, what does this person have to say? What does this person have to say? And we've already cluttered our minds with so much garbage, let me say, that we we can't hear the voice of the Holy Spirit directing us for what he wants us to do for the day. Exactly. And it's important. I think that beginning of the day is probably your most important part of your day. Your beginning and your end of your day. Those are times to stay away from the cell phone, stay away from technology, and spend that little bit of time with God and get your mind right before and after your day. Sometimes you would you would not believe how much better you'll feel just decompressing for 15 minutes at the end of the day, just telling the Lord how good He is, telling Him how thankful you are. It says to enter His courts with thanksgiving in our hearts, enter His courts with praise. It, when we enter His courts with thanksgiving, we enter into the presence of the Lord before God and thank Him, it changes the atmosphere around us and actually loosens the load on our backs because it changes our mind. Last night was a very special time for me because uh, here I was getting ready for bed and usually there's there's times that while in bed I'll, I'll put on a TV show just to kind of veg out or relax. TV wasn't on and I'm just kind of laying there. I just uh, read some scripture on my phone and I said, you know what, I just feel like I need to pray a little bit. And I went up and I turned the TV on and I put on some Bethel music and some Hillsong music and I just began to pray. Man, what came out of me in prayer I was like standing off from myself going, who is this guy? Because I was praying in a way that not only shook the house, but I believe shook heaven uh, to the point where I hear Sheila in another room praying in the spirit because she hears her husband bombarding heaven and, you know, praying next to the bed. And I, I just haven't felt that 
in a long time. And it was so overpowering that any sense of burnout at that time was not even a mention. There wasn't even a, a feeling of that in my heart. And I went to bed that night feeling the, the greatest rest I had felt, uh, slept throughout the night, felt the greatest rest I'd felt in a long time. And I believe, as you said, we do need that to decompress. We do need to, you know, shake off the things that this world has placed upon our shoulders. The Bible says we're to cast every care upon him because speaking of God, our father, casting every care upon him because he cares for us. I think it's interesting that both of us bring up when it comes to burnout and preventing it, prayer. Mm -hmm. Prayer is the most important part of keeping burnout away because that keeps us connected to God. God is our ultimate source. He is He is the King of all kings, and He is the center of all power and energy in the world. And if you want to stay energized and filled with life, there's no other better source for life than God. There's no other better source for, for life than, than Jesus. There's no better other better source than the Holy Spirit to energize your life. You got to get in contact with them though. Yeah. Just like we pick up that phone and check social media, you got to pick up that heavenly phone and get a hold of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and get connected to Him because that's where life comes from. Life doesn't come from the things that we try to fill ourselves with. And I think that's important to make sure we're filling ourselves with when it comes to diet. Oh, now you're meddling. What are you talking about? When you fill yourself with junk food, you do not have energy to go on. And when you fill your spiritual life with spiritual junk food, how do you expect to have the energy to run the race the way that we're supposed to run this race? Yeah, that's a very good point, Dan. One thing I want to bring out is the definition of burnout. And I like what this author has to say about it. He says, burnout is a state of emotional, physical, social, and spiritual exhaustion. It can lead to diminished health, social withdrawal, depression, and a spiritual malaise. Many times burnout is the result of an extended period of exertion at a particular task, generally with no obvious payoff or end in sight, or the carrying of too many burdens, such as borne by those in the helping professions or those in positions of authority among others. Burnout can be common among those in high-stress jobs who feel forced to please an earthly master in order to maintain their job and continue to provide for their families. We're not here to please the earthly master, are we, Pastor? No, we're not. We are here to please a heavenly Father, and we got to have that connection with Him, and we want to stay as far away from burnout as we can. How did the early church do it? How did they stay close in their relationship to the Lord? Wow, that's a... That is a crazy question. I think it would have something to do with how close they were to each other. Okay. I think that uh, Christianity, I always tell my, my youth and youth group, Christianity is a team sport, that it, it takes all of us, and that you may have a personal relationship with God, but your brothers and sisters in Christ are very important to your maturity as a Christian. And I think that because of the disciples, they ministered together, they ate together, they helped each other out monetarily and with food. Because they had to be with each other all the time, you couldn't fake it to make it. Yeah. You had to be very real about your limitations. And everyone saw, oh, you, you know, this guy might have a crazy temper. You know, everyone saw your shortcomings. So, so it kept them very honest. 
Well, I think also uh, going along with the part about relationships is taking time for one another. And you think about it, let's look at the, the Mideastern countries uh, during the times of Jesus. They walked everywhere they went. I mean, conversation was a regular. And if you were by yourself, what greater time to pray and walk and just talk to the Father and have that time one-on-one time. When we mentioned busyness before and it being a tool of the devil, I believe the devil wants us to get so busy that we don't have time to encourage one another. We don't have time for one another. We don't have time with God. And I think that's the number one cause of the exhaustion that we feel, that burnout that we feel. It's never God's will or God's plan that we experience that. One of the, my favorite things about doing these radio shows with you pastors, we get to sit down and have a conversation uninterrupted for a half an hour. Yeah. Sometimes more. A- and we get to enjoy that time together. And how often do we get to sit down with our brothers in Christ just have a half an hour conversation about life? And a lot of people don't know that prior to and afterwards, the conversation still goes on or the conversation starts. And there's a lot of laughing going on because both of us love a sense of humor and we, and, uh, Patrick, our uh, production manager, he has a great sense of humor, and he, ha- he keeps us going. Well, well, some would say he has a great sense yeah, of humor. Yeah, some would say. Others would say, I don't get it. Or it went over my head. <laughs> humor is also a great way to blow off steam and to enjoy and to, and to refresh uh, concerning that. Now, here's the thing I want you to realize is that burnout can happen anywhere. It is the result of overwhelming demands or responsibilities, either placed on us by others or by ourselves that we simply cannot bear. So what does the Bible say about burnout? Jesus said this, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Well, that sounds like burnout, doesn't it? And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's found in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. I was talking to a young man the other day who is battling with losing his father. And he, he had texted me, and I could tell from the text he was very upset. And I tried to console him because I know he's battling this, just battling having to see his father go. And this is the one thing I asked him. I said, I said, how much sleep are you getting? He says, I'm barely getting any sleep at all. I said, listen to me. Listen to me as your pastor. I said, your tank is empty. Don't try to make any decisions at this time. Don't try to do anything at this time. I said, you are spiritually bankrupt right now because you have exhausted your resources. you're, You're becoming angry. You're getting a little snippy with your wife. All these different telltale signs of burnout were starting to creep in. He, he even says, Pastor, I'm afraid because I don't want to become bitter or angry, which uh, that's another telltale sign that burnout may be, may be happening. Because eventually what will happen is you'll get a God, God complex in the sense where you say, you know what, no one can do this job better than me, so I might as well do it. I've just talked to 90% of the church people that are listening to this show right now. You've already said, oh, I tell you what, Pastor, I'm the most unappreciative person in my church. And you know what? You're probably not. But the thing is, you have to realize is this, that you are appreciated, but you need to appreciate yourself first and treat yourself first in the sense that you have to be able to say no to different things. We have um, a rule, I guess it's more of a guideline here at Living Waters, 
we really encourage people not to take more than three positions in the church. And the reason for that is, is because so many people want to do so much stuff. They just want to show how busy they are. And those that want to become the most busy are usually the first ones I see walking out the door. Yeah, it's so sad to see that kind of stuff, Pastor. And I want to commend you for telling your your brother in the in the Lord that, you know, he's facing burnout. And it, it takes sometimes a good friend or a pastor to come to you and say, hey, look at what you're doing. And one of the things you said about bitterness, we got to burn on the engine of thankfulness. And if we stay thankful, we'll stay energized. Amen. Because when we stop being thankful, we start getting into bitterness. And that, that will slowly kill you as a person. That will slowly slow down your spiritual tank and start to suck the other parts of your life in. Things like unforgiveness. That's another thing that will suck the energy out of your life. And we want to stay connected to the life source. We want to stay connected to the Father. And one way to do that is staying thankful for the things that He's done in your life. One of the things that's in our uh, culture statement for the creative team is that I will serve the Lord with gladness. That's Psalms 100 verse 2. I will serve the Lord with gladness. Mm -hmm. And we want to do that as a church and there's another Bible passage that says not to grow weary in well-doing. We're supposed to be doing work for the Lord. We're supposed to be busy for the Lord. But sometimes it's very difficult not to grow weary. But we have to take care of ourselves so that we can continue to do the work of ministry and we can continue to love on our brothers and sisters. We, but we have to take that Sabbath rest. We have to take that time to ourselves to spend time with the Lord and stay connected to the Father. You brought up the scripture in Psalm 100 where you said serve the Lord with gladness. If you're not able to serve the Lord with gladness, that could be a telltale sign that you're facing burnout. It also could be a telltale sign you won't be on my creative team. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a good point also, uh, as far as priorities go. But uh, we uh, <laughs> here's the thing concerning burnout. It's, it's more than just, well, I just don't want to do this anymore. It's more than, well, I just, I'm just tired. It, it can become a serious mental health issue. Christians don't deal with mental health issues. Okay, if you believe that, then you've been living in the dark ages way too long. You have to realize that Christians are not immune to the demands of the economic realities or to experiencing fear of failing to meet those demands. All that is a part of burnout. I know you know people in your church. There's been church splits and they'd say, oh, it's the devil. No, it's not the devil. It's probably burnout. It's probably people being burnout. People, because they're burnout, working in the flesh. And the devil just stands back and laughs. Says, Man, they give me all the credit I need when they themselves are not taking care of themselves. And because their spiritual tank is empty, they end up dividing the church themselves. And the devil just stands back and laughs. Yeah, he may have got it started. He may have got you busy. He may have got you burnt out. And yet, you know, we blame the devil for splitting churches. It, we have to realize that we have a God that's greater than the devil. Amen? We have a God that's greater than the devil. Uh, I heard one church stop testimony services because too many people were giving the devil credit than they were God. They said, oh, the devil's been riding me all week. Well, it's time to take the saddle off your back, put it on the devil and ride him for a week. Okay? Uh, give him a hard time. You start praying. You start getting a, alone with God. You start getting in the Holy Ghost. You start believing in faith and put the devil on the run. The Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. But it says first, submit yourself, therefore, to God. That means allow yourself 
to be placed where God places you. Know your place. That's basically what it means. Know your place. Submit yourself is a military term, meaning know your place. Know who you're under. And after you fall under God's command and God's rule, then you'll be able to resist the devil and he will flee from you. So don't just go off always blaming the devil for everything. You have a responsibility in your life. You have a responsibility in God to fulfill his purposes. Don't let the devil rob you of your joy or to rob you of your energy or rob you of your purpose because he's keeping you so busy that you become exhausted. So that's my morning rant, uh, Dan. Do you have anything you want to add to that? Well, I'll just keep riding the the thankfulness horse, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was speaking to a brother in the Lord. Praise pony. <laughs> <laughs> if you get on your thankfulness horse and your praise pony, be sure the Lord will take you home. I was talking to a brother in the Lord a few nights ago. I was, you know, just asking him about, you know, what he'd been doing and and how he'd been and and. He was just telling me about how great the Lord has been to him and how the Lord, he sees the Lord working in his life. And I said, well, well, what did you do today? And he, he said, well, I was ministering here and we were feeding people. And then I went here and we were preparing for a big Christian event that's happening. And then I went here because it was my niece's party. And I said, well, what do you do for a living? He said, well, I work in construction. And I said, and that's what you do with your Saturday? You, you, you serve people? feeding them, and then you serve people getting something together for a Christian event, and then you, you go to a family member's party. He said, yeah, he said, I just, I love the Lord, and I love to serve, and he was just so overwhelmingly happy and full of life um, at the same time that he was serving, because his his engine was filled with thankfulness, and the thing was, he had reason not to be thankful, because this was a guy who I didn't know this but before I talked to him, and he didn't tell me until I had asked him about, hey, hey I said, hey, brother, do you have any children or anything? And because I was like, all right, this guy's got a ton of energy. Maybe he just doesn't have any kids. Well, it, it turns out his children had, had both died in a fire. And I was like, man, how is this guy so thankful for the things the Lord's done for him? That thankfulness that he has for how good God is, that allowed him to get past the death of his children, the tragic death of his children. It allowed him to serve the Lord with gladness, and it allowed him to avoid burnout by just being thankful and being uh, appreciative towards the Lord. That is a great attitude to have, and as I mentioned before, that our attitude determines our altitude. If we have a bad attitude, we're going downhill quick. If we have a great attitude, then you know we're going to rise above any circumstances we face. I want to continue this talk, Dan, on another show because I, I believe this is vital and I didn't realize how vital it was until we really got into it. We're going to look at not only the just the spiritual side of burnout and how we deal with that, but we're also going to be looking at the mental aspects of, of burnout and how real it is that we are not only spiritual beings, we're also mental and emotional beings. We're the whole package. We, we have to take care of body, soul, and mind. We're going to be coming back to this subject, but in closing, what I would like us to do, I want you, Dan, if you would, to pray over all those that are facing burnout, that we just pray that, that they will stop where they are and just be who God wants them to be. If you'll lead us, please. I want to pray, Lord, for the ones that are experiencing burnout this morning, Father. I want to just ask that you would energize them, that you would revive them with life, Father God. I pray that the people hearing this radio show would become alert 
to how their body is telling them that, hey, I need to take a break and seek the Lord for a little while. I pray, God, that they would switch over their fuel to the engine of thankfulness, Father God, that they would serve the Lord with gladness, Father. I pray just a special thank you to these people because they're experiencing burnout, Father God, because they're serving with all their might, God. And I just ask that you would just show them how much you appreciate them and you would show them how much you love them, Father God. And I just thank you for everyone who's volunteering in their churches, everyone who's a, a greeter, a sound man, an usher, a children's church teacher, a Sunday school teacher. I thank you for every single one of those, For even for the parking attendants, God. I thank you for the pastors, and I thank you for, for the people who serve on the musicians team, God. And I just ask that you would you would touch those who serve God and that and that you would begin to speak to them about spending that time with you to remain energized and revived in Christ. Thank you, Dan. Now, if you have any questions or comments concerning this subject or any subject that we talk about here on Coffee with Pastor, please email us at coffeewithpastor at gmail.com. That's coffeewithpastor at gmail.com. Have a glorious Sunday. God bless you. We love you. One thing we realize here at Coffee with Pastor is that we could not do what we do without our monthly sponsors. We are so glad to have the fine Christian people at Bears Repair sponsoring this month's show. This month, Bears Repair is offering 10% off of all break service. All you have to do is mention that you listen to Coffee with Pastor. Thank you for joining us for Coffee with Pastor. If you would like to learn more about becoming a follower of Christ or would like to make a donation to this radio program, please visit www.livingwaterswv.com or email Pastor Rick, coffeewithpastor at gmail.com, where you can ask him questions that you would like answered on the air. This program is brought to you by the generous support of listeners just like you.